Can anyone hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Soon you shall learn of the power of podcasts. What up, what up, what up, everyone? This is your lad, Ice House. We got a friend here today, Pancakes. Hello, everybody. My name is Pancakes, and I come to you from the podcast Media Buffet, a fellow Patreon of the Anchor platform. Not Patreon as in Patreon, but Patreon as in Companion. Good to hear. So today's episode, we're going to be speaking with our friend Pancakes about his personal political beliefs and whatnot, and see where the conversation goes. So Pancakes, how do you want to start this? I'm not going to go that um, hard with things. I'm not going to go sicko mode, some might say, but let's just say that All right. uh, for me, I consider myself pretty progressive when it comes to today's issues. I also um, have have been part, I am part of a local group which focuses on debating these kinds of issues and debating solutions and take certain roles, playing them. It's kind of like a little debate club thing, but it's healthy. The aspect that we increase our political knowledge and what's going on around the world, that knowledge too. Point is, uh, that, what? Oh, um, go ahead. My bad. Yeah. Um, point is that I consider myself pretty progressive. We all took the satellite values test, which is like a political compass test, and, and somehow I tested off left out of all sides, but I do not know how. Political compass tests are crazy, Chief. One's I did a couple of my own. I was like, uh, what, four years ago, I was like in the lower top right part like near lower like top really right. lower top right so you're barely off right i was well it called me a neocon for some reason and when i did and when i did the color compass again a couple of months ago neocon, it called neocon means neoconservative meaning that you are the modern incarnation of a conservative hmm i don't really I personally don't really go around considering ideas back then, but uh, when I did my political compass, well, a couple of months ago, six months ago, I think, it called me an agorist. A what? Agorist. I have no clue what you're saying, but got it. Agorist. Um, black markets and stuff. Ah. Yeah. But um, uh, we're not here to talk about that. Well, we're kind of here to talk about that sort of, but what's going on with you? What's the topic you want to hop in? So as we were planning to discuss, I had a I had a previously established topic with you about the education system and how some people might be looking at the wrong things when it comes to fixing it. Hmm. So, uh, what part of the education system seems to be the um, uh, problem to you? Like, is it the curriculum? Is it um, like, uh, I guess this? What the? How is it? Uh, um, is it like either state or private, or is it like um, uh, something else entirely? All right, I'm going to divide this into little parts. The first part, I am going to discuss what I think of the curriculum itself, and how we may be able to fix it. So 
the curriculum, um, I'm going to be talking about the U.S. education system here because I don't know about any others, but I know that for some reason uh, the U.S. has a reputation of producing really dumb individuals, according to some, and honestly, they are not far off, but they're but like anything else, like like everything, nothing is exactly right. Everything has flaws in itself. But when it comes to the U.S. education system, the curriculum itself is credited to be built to integrate learning into a into a student's lifestyle and allowing for them to be interested in such learning to the point where they might the learning might increment or increase their intelligence capacity or intelligence quality and it starts off great Ch uh, children learn to sum so children learn basic mathematics basic sciences they learn their basic concepts that help them understand the world around them in a better in a better manner but after around seventh or eighth grade you start going into the advanced topics algebra pre-calculus chemistry biology U.S. history, a AP linguistics, and of course, in, in many cases, the skills are chosen by the students due to interest, and the interest is built throughout the course of their career, career academic career, not actual career, but honestly, in my opinion, um, I feel like the U.S. education system is flawed, not in the sense of this curriculum, because it has good intentions in it, but rather uh, the curriculum's, um, how do I say it, destinations, because well, you were going to say something? Um, yeah, you, you keep fading out a little bit near that part. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm talking to the microphone when it comes to like, uh, yeah, I'm talking to the microphone, but the microphone's uh, for some reason, like the stand sucks, so it randomly, randomly falls down, <clears throat> why I may, yeah. I got similar problems like that, but um, uh, so on the part seems like you see there's some flaws in the curriculum and stuff. But uh, on the part of these curriculum, where do you think we lack in more? I was getting to that. So oh, uh, the U.S. education system focuses a lot on memorization, and memorization is a skill that yes is needed in life for certain aspects. But the concept of memorization is, yeah, the concept of memorization in itself is something that is oversaturated in today's schools because, yes, it is important, but it is not the most important thing that one ha has to learn in order to survive in the real world. Um, and you think about it, many, you need to learn many more skills than just memorization in order to be able to actually live in the in today's world like economics and all that for example many schools complain like many schools have the basic things they have the required things mathematics sciences okay these are the five main classes according to my local education system uh mathematics science english spanish and history my area has a my area is 
a natively bilingual area where two languages are the main ones and thus both are required in the in the curriculum but those are the five main classes for us and then there's the electives in which from a certain point on we get to choose on our own and when it comes to that there are many choices there are many great choices there are things such as certain arts certain music classes language classes other science classes other maths classes sometimes even other sports and I think that's great but yeah uh, okay so when it comes mm -hmm. to these I'm sorry I'm just phasing on a lot for some reason but yeah memorization is an oversaturated skill and here are free skills at least free skills that schools tend to work sometimes but we need to work more of first up analyzing problems there are many right. people, there are many people who go straight ahead into conflicts and don't think about what they're doing and it's that is not good because when you think about it everyone has problems for example uh, let's just use basic examples because sure there may be some people out there who may not understand more complex examples let's just say you wake up you want to have breakfast and you decide that you want to have a toast with butter and so you go to the kitchen you get the you get the bread you put a slice in the toaster you you, you slide the thing down boom the toast comes out and then you get the butter knife and then when you go get the butter in the fridge there is no butter this is when analyzation comes in you add if you analyze the problem properly, one of the solutions that could come out is that, oh no, there is no butter. What do I do? When you analyze and evaluate, evaluation is another skill that you need to use. Uh, when you analyze and evaluate a problem, you go to... Go to... One, you, you go to one of two things. One, you go buy some more butter, or two, you'd use an alternative like something else that is in the fridge if there's mayonnaise and no butter then use mayonnaise and if you don't like Would, mayonnaise don't and don't have butter then just don't use anything those are some wouldn't up oh, sir oh you can yeah those are some uh, those are some solutions that may be reached by using analyzation and wouldn't sorry to interrupt but uh wouldn't a third uh, route be just eat the toast as it is Yes, leave the toast as is. That is one of the solutions that I suggested. Either go get some more butter at the store, use an alternative, or eat it as is. Those are the free solutions that you can get oh. to by using these two skills that should be prioritized in the schools. And I'm guessing with your um, your little thing against uh, memorization, most people nowadays will just go out and get butter instead of doing the other two things you mentioned. Yes, because um, analyzation, yeah, people learn over time to use, to, to analyze things, but not enough. There, it, it goes to the point where people have problems with answering analytic questions. That, that's one of the reasons why, that, that's one of the reasons why many people are driven off careers of analytics, such as accounting and data analytics, 
Some people might be interested in it over time due to an acquired interest. But initially, it's just not possible. For for many, it is. For many, the interests are planted around before they reach sixth grade. Sixth, seven, and eighth is like the awkward period when you like have a solid have a solid route of what you want to do when you're an adult, but you haven't taken any movements to do it yet. Because in elementary, you're figuring out what you want to do. And in high school, yeah. you're working towards what you want to do. For example, yeah. in elementary, you figure out you want to be a gardener. Um, and in high school, you work towards agricultural courses, perhaps. I mean, when I was in high school, I... Uh... When I uh, worked in mostly uh, economic art and a little bit of uh, a little bit of some programs, I was in I was even in JROTC for a bit. That is great. Okay, so he here's another thing. In okay, so bottom line, the education system needs to prioritize other skills over memorization because. Memorization is used in the real modern world that we live in today, but there are other skills such as analyzation, evaluation, communication, creativity, flexibility, problem solving. Problem solving is another one of the skills used in the Toast parable. Paying attention to the details, writing skills, leadership, time management. I suck at time management. And yeah. So other things such yeah. as pressure handling. There are people who, unfortunately, when are when they are given pressure, for example, let's say you're taking a test, and when you take the test, you're given 40 minutes to do it, 30 questions. You're at question 29, and there's one minute left. The pressure that you need to answer those two questions in one minute, and they are very difficult questions. If you don't have the, the skills to handle the pressure, you could very well go into a panic attack right then and there. And you're the one that... that goes out of that problem in the losing because you didn't have the you didn't have the patience to handle that pressure or at worst uh something far more worse than a panic attack like uh like i hear people will have straight up heart attacks or brain aneurysms over type stuff like that anxiety is one of the main things that high school students experience nowadays because I, I remember my first anxiety attack. It was terrifying. Oh boy. Honestly. But, uh... And when you come to think of it, let's look at some of the reasons that high school students explain why they have anxiety. Okay. So some may say that they don't have enough time to do what they want to do. That's lack of time management, one of the skills that should be prioritized. Another one might say, that I don't know how to find the right words to speak to, to speak what I want to speak. Lack of communication and lack of, of flexibility. Those are two skills that also are needed in today's curriculum. Uh, let's just say, for example, um, yeah, those are two of the leading causes of anxiety and they can be rooted down to a lack of a certain skill that isn't worked enough in schools. I don't have time to do many of my things. Time management. I don't, I don't know how to express myself. Lack of communication and flexibility. 
And finally, another one. Another one. Uh, yeah. Another another thing that may, some people may say when they have anxiety is something along the lines of, I, 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 I haven't found myself. I don't know what my, my career, what my path will be. Lack of leadership. There are people who are born natural leaders and there are, and there are people who are born natural followers. And although it is very hard for people to change, it is not hard for you to take measures so that you can have a, a change of attitude, which can change over time, but with work, with the proper amount of work. Yeah, and uh, in some situations uh, when there's like followers and leaders, I guess they prefer to stay. Well, some people prefer to stay that way, followers and leaders and whatnot. I mean, not saying there's people who, not saying I met people or there are people that wish to remain that way, but um, uh, you ever met anyone like that? Honestly. So, uh, when it comes to these situations, let's just say this. So, basically, what were, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, leadership and other stuff. When it comes You're to. You're still. You're still uh, fanning out a bit. Yeah, yeah. When it, when it comes to that. Uh, I was going to say something. Ah, yeah. Uh, I saw a report the other day that said that the majority of real estate, of the majority of the economy in itself, like the, the overall wealth, uh, it is a leaning curve that is leaning downwards. As expected, Gen X owns the most millennials gen y own like very little like let's just say that gen x owns 60 percent of the world's wealth gen y owned around what 20 percent 20 percent of the world's wealth yeah hmm. and that is a down a, a downward curve and when it comes to gen z don't get me started on gen z they were at less than 10%. I think it was 5%. Oof. And let me tell uh, you that that's... Gen Z is a generation that goes back to 1995. The oldest Gen Z members currently are 27. Mm, that's, uh, that's, God, I'm getting, God, I'm too young, I guess. <laughs> that I, uh, and when it comes to I... wealth, what do I mean about wealth? It means that the generations have a downward curve of owning wealth in general, money, a car, a house, a pet, artifacts, a family, food, electricity, water. When it comes to like multiple of those things I realized that are privileges or not privileges, but just acquired items that you acquire with proper wealth. But the small steps must be taken before the big steps are taken. That's the importance because you're not going to be a millionaire after you you make one investment you have to if you're an investor and you want to be a millionaire you can't just yeah. invest a hundred dollars on one stock and hope that one day the thing skyrockets and you become super rich That's yeah i kind of yeah i can i kind of see this uh take one thing and hope it jumps to the moon stuff similar to crypto corners and sometimes myself i guess I mean, we're in a generation so whack that people really flock. Well, people at least 
at least younger people will literally flock to the smart to the stock market as a one-way ticket out of the ghetto or gutter or whatever they call their place of not richness. Get what I mean? Poverty. Poverty, yeah. I mean, when it comes to all this, there are things that, yeah, there are things that may influence the total amount of wealth, but more than any, is what I told you. The problems are problems are solved at the root cause, and for me, the root cause of a lack of wealth in recent generations is a lack of previous generations. To teach the next generations on how to own things, on how to increase your wealth. Because when was the last time you walked into a school and you saw an economics course? When was the last time you walked into school and saw a taxes course? How to file taxes? How to find real estate? How to how to firm certain papers? Like life skills, I realize that is a that is a class in some schools, but life skills. Just teach the general moral aspect of how to live your life, on how to solve problems, on how on how to do critical thinking, on how to analyze, on how to evaluate, which is a a great class and a very important class. But I like I said, don't don't just invest a hundred dollars in the thing and hope it skyrockets to success immediately. Aside from a life skill life skills class, establish. The other classes that are required in a person's life in order to succeed. I teach, did teach、uh, them, teach them how to teach them how to manage their own money, how to manage their own time. Teach them how to file taxes. Teach them how to own a house. How to sign certain papers. Teach them how to make certain calls, because there are I, things that I'm sorry, but there are、um, that you do in life that you need to learn how to do beforehand because. No one's gonna, it, like, it's pretty messed up. If you go your entire life, wow, I did it! I graduated! I got a job! I got a, a how to file a resume, how to file a college resume, like, where the hell are those classes? And yeah, in the end, this is, I'm finishing up. I'm sorry, but it's okay. I, I, I when it comes to these things, it's it is very disturbing to me for people to find themselves. Wow, I did it. I graduated. I am a very good person. I am very smart. I have my own house. I have my own family, and now I'm going to start living my life. The tax papers comes in. Oh, how do I do this? That is a big problem. Yeah, I guess I can see many people getting wrecked by stuff like that. I mean, personally, like, sorry if I'm too much about speaking about my own、uh, my own personal.、Uh, Investment or stuff. I've been to an economics class, and I think I remember way back in I believe it was middle school. Some kind of program ground thingy that shows us how car this is made, how that is made, something like that. I think there are courses to step like that, just not enough. Because I remember my economics class. It was like what? Ah,、uh, in my period, there was like what? Close to thirteen people there. Like and that's just my first period. I don't know how many people in the other periods, but Emma,、uh, I guess the reason why this generation is the one lacking because of the previous one. Because remember, before Generation X, wait, 
yeah, Generation X, there's where the boomers, you know, the ones who really had it in a way made and thought that successness would just automatically flow to the next generation and the next, only for some of that to not even happen. Honestly, you are correct. And I think that's the problem. People think folks are supposed to sort themselves out. Like, personally, I'm not going to cap. I mean, lie to you. I kind of believe it in some way. I mean, I figure things out here and there and wear a couple of things here and there and yeah, been to a couple that, of... Sense. Some, some people might eventually figure some things out. But in the end, it's not going to always be like that. Not everyone is born the same intelligence. Not everyone is born the same way. This isn't 1984. Oh my God, that was so cliche. This isn't... Um, <laughs> how do I say it? Oh, um... Uh, this isn't... What's that? The, uh, what was the... the, the I, one novel that Clarence Thomas loves? Um, I don't think we're thinking of the same book. But I remember there was this book that no one was allowed to live a past 23 or something. Brave New World? I don't know, but I was thinking of The Handmaid's Tale. Like, that extremely um, controversial um, series. This isn't The Handmaid's Tale. This isn't The Giver. This isn't um, Divergent. This isn't... Thank God it ain't Divergent. Honestly, this isn't any of those. I think of all the books you mentioned, Divergent is the last one I would pick. But um, uh, go on. Yeah. Many people are born with different characteristics. And you're not going to teach the same curriculum for the same amount of people. Like, I applaud institutions that make curriculums for students based on, based on their skills and interests. Because uh, there are schools that I've been to and that I've seen where the students, at least in high school can choose their own electives, but they have to, they have to uh, complete a certain threshold. Like they have to meet a certain threshold of credits. For example, I think it was uh, like one credit per, per class for the basic classes, like one science credit, one math credit, like for each grade. And that's understandable. But for the electives, it's eight credits. And out of those eight credits, one has to be an arts credit, another has to be a linguistics credit, and another has to be a, a physical activity credit. So in between those classes, you get to pick, okay, so linguistics credit. Let's see, what electives are there? There's Japanese, there's Korean, there's French, there's Portuguese. There's... I, took, I took French back in high school. <laughs> There's a, I, I took sign language one year and I think this year I, not, not like the, the next year I had, I think I didn't pick any languages, but in general, when it comes to classes in this school specifically, you could pick your own classes and that is good because it teaches students how to manage their own life activities. And that is another skill that you can that people may be able to learn in order to manage their own life. 
which is great. Yeah, I think sometimes, I guess, personally, I believe uh, maybe something needs to help others. I mean, sure, people are going to figure it out on their own, but the real question is how many are going to do that? Yeah, the question is, okay, action is one. No, word is one thing. Action is another. Like, okay, you're going to figure yourself out. How? To me, the pe people saying that school is the thing that leaves you ready for life, that teaches you everything you need to know for life. And I disagree because there are many things that schools can still teach that can be beneficial to a student's development over life. For example, there's... Okay, so sorry, I, I did something. For example, um, economic classes, real estate classes, business classes. Now, I'm not saying everyone is going to be an entrepreneur and they're going to start a business, but it's a useful skill to learn in case one goes the self-employed route. Because let me tell you this, and I'm pretty sure this is obvious at this point, but the U.S. education system is molded so that students work for an employer. Like, we live, okay, I was about to say society, but let me switch that, that, that out real quick. We live in a world. Live in a world? A globe? Yes. An yes. atlas? We live, yes, we live in a world. We live in a world where working for 10 years for someone else is considered normal. But working for yourself for one is considered risky. Yeah. People but nowadays were around when majority of the market was filled with individual business stuff. It wasn't until the big boys start coming in and start just making sure no one can grow up and take their plates. You know what I mean? And many people say that... Yeah, and many people say that things... That, that for entrepreneurs that start their own businesses and become millionaires and stuff like some people might want to do. When, when that happens, there are certain things that play roles in that. For example, some people might say, oh, he dropped out of college. Don't take that route because it's a pretty shitty route. No, no, no. Don't do that. No, no. Uh, don't drop out of college because you'll be a disappointment if you are. First of all, no. College is for the fit. Fortune favors the bravest, and those who, those who wish to take the risks and and go to college, are because of their own willing and decision. For example, musicians. There are numerous musicians in the industry that either didn't go to college at all or dropped out of college because they found music. Me personally, I am a avid musician like I compose music and I play guitar which is a good thing but me using my self-conscious I figured that that for me was a hobby and not a career path because in today's world unfortunately for music careers not everyone is taken seriously thanks to many people who may see the things in a different aspect many of which are conservative but that's unfortunately the 
ambience in which young career starters find themselves in. And not a lot of musical-related internships, which is another thing. I think people in schools, and I guess most importantly college, at least the way I see it, don't really get into internships. I mean, I never got into an internship. At least I almost did, but I never did. Honestly, because... Yes, there are some internships for music. Like Berkeley has an internship, I'm pretty sure. But Berkeley's like one of the world's biggest music schools. But when it comes to that, uh, music is not for everyone. But in the same way, mathematics are not for everyone. Science is not for everyone. Literature uh, is for anyone. Yeah, not everything is for everyone. And people have to figure out their own things in order to. Yeah, people have to figure out their own things in order to figure out their own life paths yeah like 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 on back of the internship thing i was literally offered an internship with the irs in utah despite the fact the classes i was taking back in high school um weren't even close to the subject of economics except that one class i mentioned irs i know right crazy well it wasn't the irs it was something related to it Hmm. It was a long time ago, so I can't, kind of don't remember much about it. Oh, damn. So I'm yeah. Shit, I wonder if they're even applying anymore. But, um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, I, know, I guess when it comes to the curriculum, they try to attach kids to subjects they're not fun of, but they must do in order to go forward. That is that is another problem. Forced teaching. Too much time is wasted with forced teaching. I believe that integrated learning is a useful tool for students to figure out what they want to be on their own instead of following a specific route of specific courses to just do things. And that is not a good thing at all. Yeah, kids are supposed to choose what they want to be when they grow up or the thing that they might need, not what the state or some community of teachers or whatever think is best for them. Honestly, you're absolutely correct. I think that's another problem with uh, state education, at least person with me. You put a bunch of people who are probably way too old to have kids anymore or Maybe, maybe uh, never had kids at all in the first place, and tell them, "Hey, here's our children. What education do you think they might need in the future?" And they're like, mm, "Do some of these things, and you're set to go." But what if I don't want to do some of these things? You have to, or you won't get enough credits to go to the next thing. Honestly. One of the flaws I see with uh. One of the few many flaws I see with state education, really. What? One of the flaws I kind of see with state education. I'm sorry, you you cut out for a second. You were saying? One of the flaws I kind of see with state education. Yes, you are absolutely correct. That is one of the many flaws that the U.S. education system has. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. 
You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, you're, you, you, you are right. I'm all right. Yes, you are. You are correct. Sorry, it's just that I fell into like a ditch with this kind of stuff. Oh, and uh, I guess while well, I'm still talking, I'm, uh, and uh, and there's also another thing. It's not just the people in the control of the schools, but I guess the people in the schools. Not enough students want to learn like they used to. Some just don't go to school at all or have second thoughts. Sometimes I have okay. second thoughts yeah. on whether or not no. I should even... Oops, sorry. No, sorry. You just reminded me of... You just reminded me of what I was going to say. So, yeah. There are many things that can happen in a school. And... When it comes to this, I will teach you why. I'm going to use another example of something that happened to me the other day. Uh, I went to this restaurant, and this restaurant was was different in a sense, where they they were these wagons, and you rented these wagons, and they're like private dragons, and dragons wagons dragons dragons <laughs> they're like these private wagons that you rent and you eat in private with your family or whoever you want to eat with and you just eat and it's good and it's great and look look at the similarity when it comes to yeah look at the similarity when it comes to these wagons and the US education system Let's just say you have this this place, like this amazing wagon place. And when it comes to this wagon place, you can have the most amazing thing. Uh, yeah, you can have the most amazing thing. The wagons have air conditioning. You have... The wagons have air conditioning. You have, like, flowers. You have TV. You have entertainment. You have first class seating, you have everything, you have every imaginable perk. But the employees are rude. They answer, they, they talk to the guests uh, in a rude, man, in a rude, loud manner, and they don't treat them well. well wait a minute. Happen? Oh, wait, what restaurant are you? Wait, did you drop any? I think, wait, was this, I can't remember the restaurant's name, but are they supposed to deliberately do that or no? Because I think I'm thinking of a restaurant you're probably not even talking about. You're probably not even thinking about the restaurant I'm thinking about. This is a restaurant that is next to a gas station for instance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, not a good sign. What? Uh, a restaurant near a gas station is never a good sign. Honestly, I agree. But the thing is that this is that this is a closed-up restaurant. This isn't a Subway or Jogan Fruits that you find next to a gas station. This is a separate entity that is re rented out in a... Yeah, that is rented out by people. And... No, it's a pizzeria. You, you, there, there's tables, and you sit, and there are... 
and you eat pizzas and stuff. But they also have the separate thing of the wagons where you rent them out. But let's just say, I, I, I am confusing myself with this example. So let's use another one. Sure. Uh, a water park. Let's say you have the most best, just amazing water park. There's great slides, great attractions, great food, great merchandise. And it's like 10 times better than any Disney or Universal park. Let's just say that. But the employees are rude. They treat the guests horribly. And they don't prioritize quality over quantity. The guest's reaction is going to be that the park doesn't care about its guests and that they just utilize utilize their attendance as a money grabber and they don't prioritize the, the quality of the service over the service being given at all. So what happens? Online, I guess all they, the... Yeah, they leave the, online. They leave a bunch of bad reviews and in the end, they... They leave a bunch of bad reviews, and in the end, the park is empty because people hear that the park is horrible and, the, and they don't treat guests nice, and in the end, no one goes there as a result. My point is that with, with this exact wagon thing, I actually went to a restaurant that, that, that was like this with the wagon stuff. Uh, the wagons, one, one employee, one employee treated one of my family members rudely, and this caused him to be this caused them to be disgruntled which then resulted in us completely leaving the restaurant and not eating there as a result yeah yeah, we left the restaurant because he didn't like how one of the guests uh, one of the employees answered and that is something that is mirrored in the US education system uh, what is the point of having the bestest of facilities, the bestest of curriculums, and the bestest of um, uh, the bestest of reputations? But can you have that don't motivate their students to learn, that don't make them, that don't encourage them to learn at all, that don't use integrated learning, which is an, what an amazing skill in today's system. When they don't do any of that, the students are going to be dismotivated to learn, and it may cause other things, such as them not going to school, like you said, or them not being at all in the in the system, like not even enrolling in school. And that is unfortunately the case for many students nowadays, because there are teachers who are like that and dismotivate the students from going to the school at all. My point is that... If you have an amazing school but shitty teachers, the students are not going to want to learn because it's not the school that teaches them. It's the teachers that teach them. Yeah. I guess just like the students, some teachers lose, I guess, motivation as well. Honestly, there. Are, this is another thing. There are one... There are... Sorry. But there... There is, there are other things that can be considered here. That thing that I told you about, students not being motivated by teachers, that is another, that, that can bring multiple consequences. And students not being interested in books is one of them. Like, I have a lot of friends that, yeah, I have a lot of friends 
that don't like reading books, mainly because they associate them with school, and like school equals boring, books equals boring too, and that is something that I got, I was baffled because, in my opinion, books are the best form of media. Because yeah, they're the oldest form of media, really. Oldest form of media too. Because well, behind cave drawings, but yeah. Behind what? Cave drawings. Yeah, but the oldest form of media is technically um, plays, like theatrical, theatrical plays. Oh yeah, that too. Wait, that well, it's scripts. They're kind of part of the books too, right? I mean, sort of fish books, right? Yeah, but okay. Here's the thing. So, when it comes to these uh, books, books are the oldest are the are the best form of media because, unlike shows or movies, there is what the fuck Alexa just activated. <laughs> unlike unlike shows and movies, the books have no budget. And not only that, you can do anything you want in books. Like for shows, it would have a certain amount of budget and, so, and a certain amount of technical implications to make a character jump in midair, do a somersault, then deliver a fatal blow to a... I'm using a sci-fi action thing as an example. Uh, to deliver a fatal blow to an opponent. Because there would be multiple technical and... Um, budget implications to do that but in the other sense books you can do anything you want you're the one writing it and there's no budget because you're your own boss the only budget that is concerned is the releasing team and the publishing team and if you want illustrations but nothing else yeah but then you gotta put in, then you gotta fill in plot holes and whatnot that's where the writer's block comes in yeah not everything is perfect, but when it comes to books, it's the closest we get. Yeah. Ever wrote, you ever wrote a book before? Yes, actually. Uh, I wrote a, a fan work, like a fan novel. Some call it fan fiction, but I believe the word fan fiction has a, a bad connotation in the sense that some may associate it immediately with weird things, such as rock romances, erotic fanfiction, and mine is nothing like that at all. It's literally a fan novel, period. When it comes I to seen, that. I've seen a couple of uh, weird uh, fanfictions like that. Even videos, too, man. Like, remember remember the whole uh, Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life shit? Yeah. Skit, weirdest moment of my life. Yeah. I remember I tried to written myself a book once, but didn't really go anywhere and I never really finished it. It was like so long ago too. So, uh let me just say this. Oh boy. Um this is uh oh I have a double type Okay. So alright. Listen to me here. Uh what were you even talking about? Oh, yeah, works. The novel in question yeah. is a fan novel based on the George's Bizarre Adventure franchise. It is called uh, Fan Story, Vol- George's Bizarre Adventure Fan Story, 
part nine, Fate's Path, and it follows a, a continuation established within the series. I am giving it to you in a technical sense because it is not ideal for me to to basically spoil the entire thing, but it follows a continuation, and it's and it has a and like the JoJo source material itself. It has action, it has mystery, and it has suspense. And it's great. Yeah, that's the interesting about fanfics. It's not how many canon characters are in your story. It's what you can do with those canon characters as well. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wait, hold up. That went wrong, I think. That went both ways. Oh. Oh, um, yeah. Um, well, uh, go back to the um, uh, actual subject before things get weird. Ah, great. Uh, sorry, I just. Oh, it, oh, it's all good. I don't mind derailing the topic here and there sometimes. Kind of breaks the atmosphere. Honestly. I remember you mentioned something about the motivation of students and just giving up school just entirely. Yeah. Um, this is mainly caused by teachers. When you have teachers that don't motivate the students at all, um, this causes some of them to just quit school in general because when you think about it, teachers play a big role in a student's education somehow and it causes students to quit when they're not under the right mindset. Uh, yeah. I guess uh I guess in some ways uh some teachers aren't motivated themselves really having to spend like what, um a couple of months teaching a bunch of kids who will probably who they think will probably forget what they're teaching in the first place. Yeah, honestly I agree because there are an alarming number of okay, in my opinion, there's mainly two groups of teachers. There's the old the old nuts who have been in the field for a very long time and have and have all sorts of experience, and then there's the young ones, the maybe new kids in the block. No, yeah, the twenty to thirty year olds, maybe early forties, that are looking to. Yeah, these these groups they are all these protests that you have seen that you have been seeing of increasing uh, teachers' payments and uh, and whatnot to compose of this group. And it, that's the truth. Yeah, I guess it's younger and newer teachers who would like a. Uh... Increase in pavement, less than the old ones, because, well, they're like, what, a few years from retirement and don't need the drivel on anymore? Honestly. It's, it, honestly, that, that, is, that is the viable option. Hello? So, yeah, I, I am here. You did you cough a bit right there? No, I didn't. Oh, um, uh, go ahead. 
Okay. So uh, I got a little off focus there. But what I'm saying is that in the same way that water parks are nothing if the employees are bad, same thing for the restaurant wagons, the, the entire curriculum and the facility of the school, no matter how good they may be, they, it will not work out in the end if you have teachers who are not willing to integrate proper learning abilities into their students so that they can develop into the best people they are and that they can be. You're not, you're not going to do anything if the teachers are not willing to do that. And, uh, and we have to, and I guess in some way we have to fix the teachers as well, get them motivated back into teaching again. Yeah. But not all of them because some don't have a problem with it, but there are others who are dismotivated and some might have to go through some sort of course. Yeah. And that is why there are courses to, for, to, for that um, teaching degrees and whatnot, training. Yeah. Something to get the teachers excited to see the students excited as well. True. Like we've seen stories of, like you know, all those movies and stories of teachers who were like on the straight path of trying to get students back on track, right? Things like um, what that school's in New Jersey called, uh, um, uh, Lean on Me, and uh, that other one with that uh, um, Argentinian teacher, um, what's his name again? The name of that movie. I think it was, I think it was, well, my point is, we, those are the kind of teachers most people will probably look up to and in some way motivate students. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, I'm sorry, but when people are, when students look at teachers and say, they're the best, they're, this teacher is the best. I like a lot how he teaches. Like when it comes to that, there are some people who um, do this based on what we said. Um, they get along with students. They they like teaching a lot, and they are good doing it. There are many people who who base teachers, who base their favorite teachers, off this information, and that just proves our case. It. Teachers have to stay motivated and learn the proper skills and methods in order to teach students because the old school methods, the, author the authoritarian, the authority, and all that, um, no, it, it is based on a, on a certain mindset of that, that people may have, that not, that not people, but that teachers may have, and that may be based on many authoritarian sets, conservative. I'm sorry, but many of today's teachers, especially the older age, are conservative. And that is what may drive some students off the course of wanting to learn because of their differentiated beliefs. Yeah, like kids are given so many new stuff that some of them are now preferring the old ones more than the new stuff. 
know what I mean? Wait. Yes, I know what you mean. Like, like you show a bunch of like, for example, I guess, let's say everyone used to eat Gouda, but now everyone eats provolone cheese. Everyone's been eating provolone cheese so much that as soon as someone starts bringing back Gouda, everyone wants to eat Gouda all of a sudden, despite the fact we did it a couple of decades ago. That this is old stuff? That, that is another thing. Trends. Trends are a... Not waste of time, but they're not an ideal way to spend your time either. Yeah. I bet you $10 if I'd started doing planking, everyone's going to jump on that shit and bring back planking alive. The same way, as soon as people are teaching old school methods. What did you say? Planking? Uh, Yeah. You remember planking. Like like planks, exercise planks. No, I meant like, okay, so long story short, back in the day, um, when memes were just a thing, People would like plank on top of something like, let's say, a fire hydrant. You just strain your body, get on top of the fire hydrant with your chest or your back, and you just stand there and take a picture. Oh, all right. Things were crazy back then, but um, uh, yeah, bringing back old stuff in the distant future uh, will get people's attention, I guess. Like, we're so used to the new stuff, the old stuff seem new when you bring it back. Hence, you're... Yes, you're correct. You're absolutely correct. Especially when it's like decades or even a century apart. Yeah, because the the farther along it is, the the more new it's going to seem. Yeah. Oh, great. That, that is just great. Uh, yeah. As I was saying, there are many things that... You said something about uh, money. Yeah. If you offer $10 for people to plank, everyone's going to do it. That is another thing. Too many people nowadays are motivated about money. Too many, too many people are motivated for money. And not many people actually follow their passions. There are many people who just follow careers for money. I know people who, unfortunately, um, take career paths just because they earn a lot of money. They want to become doctors. They want to become lawyers. They want to become... Um, Air traffic controllers. Pilots, even. Yeah. Despite the fact they have no interest in flying. Yes. There are and they won't who... do it. And they won't do it out of passion or generosity. To do a lot of money. I met a dude who was scared shitless of heights. And then when he went did went to went to pilot went to school to be a pilot or something. You are absolutely correct. Because you're absolutely correct in the sense that it is wrong for people to follow money instead of passions because in the in the long run Mental health is another factor when it comes to careers. Uh, many people in the yeah, many people in the medicine field utilize um, like are 
really good at maintaining their mental health at a good level. But when you think about it, some don't. And when it comes to that, there are people who may have mental breakdowns. Why? Because they chose a career that has really high mental health flux, uh, um, fluctiveness, fluctiveness, and uh... didn't and, and did it just for the money and didn't follow their passions. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, a lot of stress could always make your life way worse, especially if you're working in a fast and quick environment like a fast food restaurant or a, or a, I don't know somewhere where you gotta do a bunch of calls. But it's not always like the quick and like the quick and you know quick and fast jobs too. It's something the slow and steady ones as well. Like you imagine just sitting at your desk and waiting for a call for hours and hours until break. You just lose your shit for this year's silence. And ringing to the background. Yeah. So, uh, you said. It is wrong for people to follow the money instead of their passions. And I'm not saying passions because of like, oh, I have a fever dream that I want to be this. I want to become the greatest one ever and I'm going to be so good at it. Because no, there, you have to create a balance in between following something you like and being, it giving you a, a reasonable amount of income if you're going to go to college. Because if you're going to go to college and let's just say you want to be a... A, um, I, a language interpreter. Language interpreters, let's see. Um, if you want to be a language interpreter, then you have, to, you have to research and you have to look into the field and check if, and check if people within that field make a reasonable amount of money, like to live. And at the same time, if you like it, then... And if it makes a good amount of money, then why not give it a shot? Yeah. And, like and college. Like hey. Oh, sorry. And if you don't like it, then hey, you can always go back. Yeah. I mean, college isn't for everyone, really. Even, even I had uh, doubts of going to college. Yeah. At least with the major I'm in. But uh, yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, originally, I never planned to go into college. <laughs> I, I was I was going to go to school. I was going to pull out, but then COVID happened, and here's your lad. Two years later. Wait, you did? Like, repeat that? Sorry. I was uh wondering if I could. I remember way back. When I was back. I was wondering if your lad could even change out of college, but um, uh, COVID happened. Yeah. I think COVID uh, made the whole teaching process even worse too, since you know, going online and whatnot. Yeah, uh, going online hurt a lot of industries. The air industry got hurt. The travel industry got hurt. The academics industry got hurt. The feeder industry got hurt. Basically, everything got hurt. Even the stock market crashed. Yeah, I saw that shit. That was scary, dog. Yeah. 
I lost so many cash during that day. Honestly. And I haven't seen anything. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Um, that, that was gonna say that it, it's tragic. I bet everyone and their grandmothers are having Black Friday or the Twenty Nine Crash flashbacks. <laughs> Uh, I bet medics had trampolines all over Wall Street when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You did not just do that. It did. What's going to happen to me? Man. Just man. But, uh, yeah, the uh, education in this in America is pretty whack. Yeah, when, uh, from even if it's a lack of proper um, taught skills or a lack of proper motivation from the teachers or a lack of proper drive when the students, the U.S. education system in all those aspects is garbage. And overall, when it comes to everything... When it comes to everything, the main problem is uh, it too much of the system is linear. Like it's like everybody is gonna go to college in their opinion, and that's not the case. Some might not, some might do, but it has to. It has to have more variety. It 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 has to have more variety. Period. Yeah, I mean, at best, the teacher would probably recommend a trade school, but that's it. It's either college or nothing. Even after college, no one knows what to do next. And even after high school, no one knows what to do next. And it's a trade school. Yeah, I get hooked up with whatever you got traded with. What? I said... I said, uh, I said, and even in trade school, you gotta get hooked up with what you've been traded with. Yeah, you're correct. Like when I got out of high school, I had no clue what to do next besides the fact I was going to college. Like, I didn't have, I never, I only, I was sort of employed, but not too long. That's pretty much it for me then. So, yeah, in general, there are many things that many people um, get wrong about the system, and some of them may be outside, some of, them may, some of them may be with the inside, but in the end, it has flaws, and it all comes down to variety. Many more options need to be included for more skills, more obligatory options, like for life, and variety, period. That's, that's, that's all. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess we got to figure out how we're going to implant that system in the first place first before we can do anything like that. I guess starting small was in order, right? Yes, the small steps are important because what's the point of taking big steps if you haven't even taken the small ones first? Like, imagine a ladder that has a bunch of, like, little, a little amount of rings but the space in between them is huge compared to a, lat a normal ladder, which has a small space in between each ring, and you climb it slowly. 
Gotta take baby steps before you put the big boy shoes on and whatnot. Yeah. I think that's uh, another thing many people tend to forget when trying to install something, whether it's a movement or an idea or even something simple as a jump or a business. People think if we wish for the stars quickly as we can, they're going to gravitate as long as they think they can. In reality, you got to start at ground zero. Got to get parts. Got to get friends, neighbors, and others to hop in. Gotta get funding. Gotta get something to reach those stars. Yeah. I honestly agree completely. Yeah. I guess it's something most we gotta understand. They gotta wait. Patience and whatnot. Although with me, I don't mind going fast, but... Sometimes going slow is in order. Like, going slow is not wrong, but going fast isn't. But always moderate your steps. Always take a a pace that is comfortable to you. Yeah. Don't adjust yourself to others. Um, Anything else you want to uh, mention in topic? Honestly... We've been way too long with the U.S. education system, and it being one of the minor topics in today's world, I think it's best we leave the rest for another episode, honestly. That's great, lad. Um, I guess we can stop here. I guess. It's been like an hour and ten minutes. So, lads, this was our guy, Pancakes, and Pancakes, uh, before um, uh, we head out, you got anything you want to say? Actually, yeah. Um, Go listen to Media Buffet. We have a wide variety of of topics such as shows, games, music, and food. Also, listen to our other episodes if you were interested in this one on the Ice House. Um, I'm sure that there are many that would in, that will pique your interest in both podcasts. And yeah, I hope that your day is great. Whoever you are listening, I hope you will be doing great i hope you were doing great and i hope that you will continue to do great yeah i don't have much of a base really sometimes i have to shit my view to places and hope someone's watching but uh yes and also have a grand time this is your lad ice house and pancakes and remember stay frosty stay frosty